You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank call. Prank call. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show, the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in and participate in the show, you can feel free to do so at 608 608- Five zero one zero seven one eight. We're gonna get started with Stewart. Hey Ryan, it's Stewart from Ohio again, fucking FCS football. Um, I actually, there was actually a little bit of a rumor going around in South Dakota and North Dakota uh, about a year ago that the Big Twelve was interested in bringing both of them out of the Missouri Valley Conference into the Big Twelve. Um, I really doubt that's going to happen anytime soon. I've been like that's like four or five years out. But they're um, they're they're big enough schools that they get good, and they get good enough recruits that they probably could end up in the Big Twelve at some point, which would be kind of exciting. Uh, thanks a lot, man. Have a great rest of your day. Talk to you soon. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at the teams in the Big Twelve, I mean, it's those are some pretty heavy hitters, and and it would also kind of make sense as to you know. I mean, it's not a ton of players that get taken out of there, but when you compare, like, who was the last Texas Tech guy that got drafted? There's probably some in this past round. I don't know who they were. You know what I mean? But you look at Christian Watson. You look at Tucker Craft. It's probably a comparable hit rate to some of these teams. OSU. I mean, very rarely. I think there might have been, like, a, a second-round wide receiver out of OSU semi-recently or something. I'm trying to remember. Uh, Texas will... You know, once in a while, get that first rounder, offensive lineman or something. Texas Tech. I mean, they they've got uh, who was a pass rusher, the defensive lineman or whatever. You know, so again, you you get some occasional, some some good. You know, TCU wide receiver, Kansas State. But it it you, you do make a good point because when I think of you know, uh, if it was a second or third or fourth round, um, let's say Oklahoma State player, I would never, I would never blink at that. But if he is a NDSU player, it's like, yeah, but you know, the competition and, and granted the competition level is kind of the kind of the problem there, but um still the the quality of the players, the ability to recruit um similar players to what maybe they're getting in the Big Twelve, and maybe it's not quite at the upper echelon of the Big Twelve, and maybe they're not quite at that level. I don't know, but 
Um, you know, just thinking through the amount of guys that get drafted out of those. I mean, it's it's every year. There's second rounders. There's third rounders. There's, you know, so point taken. I will try to uh, adjust accordingly. But I, I stand by the fact that it is hard harder to assess the competition that they're going up against. Um, I don't know. It just is. What the heck is this? Another butt dial. It's a three-minute column. It just says period. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're not going to get much out of that. Let's get to uh, uh, Matt and Corey. Well, Brian, this is Matt Sons, Corey. Hey. Um, I wanted to make a suggestion about the Packers theme song. I really like the badass song. I am stunned at how much traction this topic is getting. I don't think it really makes sense for the situation. Um, and I don't really like the song, but it's Survivor by Destiny's Child, just with sure. Rogers leaving and whatnot. Seems fitting. Um, and optimism for the future. Also, if you remember, we went to the Lions game last year, and we called after one or two too many beverages, maybe. Um... But we like to go to two or three games a year, and I was wondering what games you think we should go to. What are going to be the best games to attend this season at Lambeau Field? Um, appreciate the advice. See ya, buddy. Yeah, so first of all, and this is very much a, you know, some of these have specific themes. You know, is it a Jordan Love thing? Is it a, this is seems to be, just looking at the words here, the Packers... Um, almost talking directly to Aaron Rodgers, I guess. Now that you're out of my life, I'm so much better. You thought I'd be weak without you, but I'm stronger. You thought that I'd be broke without you, but I'm richer. You thought that I'd be sad without you, but I laugh harder. You thought I wouldn't grow without you, now I'm wiser. Thought that I'd be helpless without you, but I'm smarter. You thought that I'd be stressed without you, but I'm chilling. You thought I wouldn't sell without you, I sold $9 million. That actually still applies, doesn't it? I'm a survivor... Not going to give up. Not going to stop. Going to work harder. I'm a survivor. I'm going to make... I mean, it's, it's pretty good when, like, every line applies, at least to some level. Usually these lyrics, it's like, oh, I see a little thing there that kind of applies. Pretty much down the line, this works. It sounds unnecessarily bitter toward Aaron Rodgers, you know? Like, Rodgers is over there minding his own business. Like, you thought I couldn't do it! Like, what are you talking about? But no, it it, it works. You know, if, if that's the theme, I think it works uh, quite well. And then down here it says, I'm wishing you the best... Pray that you are blessed. Bring much success, no stress, and lots of happiness. I'm not going to blast you on the radio. I'm not going to lie on you and your family. I'm not going to hate on you in the magazines. I'm not going to compromise my Christianity. I don't know if Jordan Love is a Christian or whatever. You know I'm not going to diss you on the internet because my mama taught me better than that. It, it works. Um, games you should consider going to. Ha-ba-ba-bum. Huh, so just looking at the home games, I'm assuming that's kind of what we're shooting for here. We got the Saints. I mean, obviously Vikings, Lions, Bears, right? Good games to go to. Um, Raiders would be cool, but that's in Vegas. I mean, if you wanted to make a, a trip out of that, that could be kind of cool, but you're in hostile territory and whatnot. <sighs> Tempted to say the Rams, because the Packers always do really well against the Rams, and they were even begging to not have to go to Green Bay late in the season they said they wanted them earlier and most people think it's the cold weather i almost wonder if it was them wanting to catch jordan love early you know what i mean like hey come on man let's get them in those first couple weeks not later in the season when they're hitting their stride chargers chiefs 
The Chiefs game could potentially be big, but it could also be an absolute disaster if we get eviscerated by the Chiefs, which is possible. But if the Packers win that game, that is going to be... That's going to be a franchise-changing situation. Not only because it's sort of redemption, but, you know, this team that's been doubted and everything else just took down the biggest team in the NFL. So, high risk, high reward. Buccaneers, and then uh, looks like that's it? No, uh, then the Bears would be the, the final one. The January 7th final game against the Bears makes a lot of sense, just because you never know. Usually so much is on the line at that time. You know, the, the season's on the line. They may already be in the playoffs or out of the playoffs at that point, but usually something's on the line. It may, if nothing else, they could just be playing spoiler for the Bears or something. You know, there, there's always a possibility that this is a really, really big game. Plus, it's, you know, if we do lose week one, this is redemption. Now that, you know, the team has kind of gotten things figured out, the defense is getting better, the Jordan Love's offense and all that is kind of coming together a little bit. Got an opportunity for some redemption against the Chicago Bears, reclaim the North, all that kind of stuff, or at least the rivalry between the Bears. I mean, that's the biggest low-hanging fruit for me is January 7th, uh, Chicago Bears in Lambeau. If I had to pick a second, I mean, I don't I don't know. Um, I would, I would not really want to go to a Lions game. I just don't like when we play them. Seahawks might be okay. August 26th, the weather would be pretty nice. But, again, you run the risk of, you might want to do it early. Or, I mean, later, not early. Because of the, uh, you know, again, they, they got to work out the kinks with Rodgers or with <laughs> with Love um, not really being familiar with the offense and the receivers not being familiar and the tight ends not being familiar and the coach not being familiar with the players and all that. It, it just, it really, for every reason, that, that Bears-Packers game is, is the answer. And if you have the opportunity to lock in, it says the... Uh, they haven't even set a time for that yet, so I don't know if there's even tickets. There are probably tickets. I don't know. Buy those tickets. Hey, Ryan. This is Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Um, I'm just listening to you wondering aloud um, why people are hating on Jordan Love and what the justification is. And obviously, there is no real justification. Um, but my theory is that... Um, Rogers became like the girlfriend that was too cool for little Green Bay and little Brian Gutekunst and little Packer fans and whatnot. He became like the worldly um, rock star girlfriend that had outgrown us. Yeah. And so the rest of the world is like, holy crap, you're cool. Like you're 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 going places. Like get rid of that little guy. And then and then and then Jordan Love is like like shrinking in the shadow of the old girlfriend kind of thing. I don't know. I feel like I'm losing my comparison now, but <laughs> I, I guess what I'm saying is like I don't think I think people look at Jordan Love as like like dude, you're not Aaron Rodgers. And that's okay. Just go do your thing, but you're not going to be a renter, so whatever. We don't, we're not going to invest any, uh, emotion or effort, um, into believing in you. Uh, whereas us here at home are like, I don't know, that old girlfriend, we're getting kind of tired of that routine and mm, this new one's looking pretty good. So. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe you can clean up that that analogy a little bit for me. I hope you hear where I'm going with that. Yeah. So maybe you can 
tied in a nice little bow because I'm, I'm, I don't think I quite did the job. Uh, go Paco, Jimmy out. It happens to me all the time, but I, I, I get it more or less. Um, I think there is generally a dislike for small town Green Bay, and of course you have to revere it when Brett Favre is there, and you have to revere it when Aaron Rodgers is there, and then when it's been 30 years of it, you have to kind of revere it, but um, it does feel like there's there's become like a bitter taste in people's mouths. They're tired of Green Bay. They want to they want to dislike Green Bay, and they want Green Bay to fail for a while, right? I'm tired of this little team being on top, and so yeah, I think when Rodgers left, there was sort of that like, you know, now that you're Mr. Hollywood, we can kind of worship you a little bit more than, than you know, back when you were over there like yeah you're 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 a cool guy now you're one of us and so jordan love steps in and they co- there's a collective like chuckle between rogers and the rest of the media and everybody else like <laughs> look at that loser does he play for again blue bay or something <laughs> never heard of it but yeah i've, I've kind of settled on i think the biggest thing and everybody there's probably a billion different variables i think the biggest thing generally though is everybody has bought into the narrative that the Packers are a garbage franchise, like the coaches and the GMs, like this started prior to the current regime, right? Mike McCarthy started to fall apart. He was a highly revered person, but it all started to fall apart. Ted Thompson was a highly revered person. It started to fall apart. And when it did, the, the narrative changed from, this is an organization with a great, not just a great quarterback, but a great team, a great head coach, one of the greatest in football, and probably the best GM in football. I mean, Ted Thompson was that. That was how he was viewed. It was it was he was unbelievably respected. It seems like when the Packers fell apart in 2018, everybody threw their hands off, right? They're done, they're cooked, they're garbage, and it was done, right? And it sort of became like this poor Aaron Rodgers, he's stuck with this stupid coach and this garbage GM and these terrible players. And then we brought in a new GM and a new coach and started winning. And for some reason, like, it didn't change back. It's still just like Rodgers is dragging this garbage team around. It's like you win 13 games three years in a row. And it's like, how do you stick with that narrative? I don't know, but I think that's what it was. Rodgers was just... And I think last year was, in a lot of people's minds, evidence. Because when Rodgers took a half a step back, the team fell off. And they saw that as evidence. Now, I don't see it as evidence because I see everybody else falling off too. First of all, Devontae left, which is a massive shot in the arm, so it wasn't just Rodgers. But beyond that, again, the defense played a major part in this. You know, for, for, uh, offensively, you know, David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. Like, we didn't have them the entire year, and Elton Jenkins took a long time to get back to, to being the guy that he was, like half the season until he figured that out. Christian Watson didn't figure it out until week 10. Romeo Dobbs was missing half the season, right? Mercedes Lewis and Josiah, and basically our tight ends were gone, right? Mercedes could block pretty well, had that couple of trick plays for a touchdown. Robert Tunyon was basically useless at this point in his career. But then like the entire defense, Kenny Clark bottomed out like his worst season ever. The secondary was completely lost. Adrian Amos had the worst year of his career. Savage had the worst year of his career. Jair still graded out fine, but he was you know, like the rest of the DBs lost. Stokes was lost, and Razul wasn't quite himself. Devondre Campbell was not as good as himself. Quay Walker really struggled as a rookie. There's a lot of things that happened that were negative, more so than in previous years, partially because of departures, partially because of guys just really falling off a cliff. It wasn't just Rogers stepped back. Everything else was the exact same, and look how much of a difference it made. That's so stupid, but I think that's what people think. 
And so they look at it and say, we see what this team is when Rodgers isn't playing at 100%. He's the only thing making this thing work. And so now that he's gone, even if Jordan Love is adequate, it won't matter because an adequate quarterback with that garbage football team and that garbage coach and that garbage GM won't amount to anything. You need to have MVP Rodgers in order to do anything to drag that deadweight team around. And that's what needs to be dispelled this year. Hey, Ryan. Uh, this is Couch giving you a call back here. Yeah. Uh, just gave you a call a little bit ago talking about baby names and uh, – Wanted to let you know that I played the the call back for the wife, Oof. and she agrees with you that we should go with her opinion. So, one hundred percent with that. Uh, we agreed on a name that we both liked, and it's not Bart, Brett, or Aaron. So, you weren't supposed to play that for her, though, man. I was trying to help you out to to navigate that situation. You're making me seem like a sleazeball to your wife. All right, let's let's keep this between us here. All right, let's don't be playing this for your wives, guys. Come on. Um, you know, thanks for that. I uh, just wanted to give you a call. I'm sure at this point uh, you probably have already answered this. I Typically, I like to listen to your podcast during the workday and then uh, after dark while I'm mowing the lawn. So uh, we're probably way out in advance here, and you probably have already talked about it at the podcast. But uh, the dress is going to be here in Green Bay, and, yep. and being a, a Green Bay native myself, I just got to – I don't appreciate the slander from the uh, national media, yeah. um, especially guys like Demofsky. I mean, I just, I can't. I- so he blocked me, so I didn't actually see what he said. I'm going to have to ask somebody to, to send me what he said because I saw that he made a comment, and it's it doesn't surprise me because he, oh, I, I shouldn't even start in on him, but he blocked me for a reason. It was because I wasn't very kind to him, and it's because I don't like him. Uh, the, the, the thing that set me off with him was the moment that he... Um, Jimmy Graham, I've told this before, but Jimmy Graham in the locker room was known to be a guy that doesn't do interviews. Like he's just, he's not a bad dude. He just keeps to himself and he, he, he hopes that the media members will respect that. Well, Domofsky didn't respect that. He got into us, his face and asked him a bunch of questions and he didn't answer the question. And Domofsky's response was, so I guess you'll just be taking the fine then you freaking that's, ugh. So it's just been on and on and on, and I made a comment on Twitter, and he, uh, I think, quote tweeted it and made this big whiny complaint fest about how he doesn't like people degrading him and talking bad about him, and then he blocked me, whatever. But it does kind of suck because sometimes you post stuff that I want to see, but other people still retweet it, and somehow I can see it because Twitter, I guess, is kind of broken about that, which is kind of funny. But I didn't see what he said, and I want to see it just so I can... Uh, you know, feel vindicated in 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 my situation and my stance on Demofsky. Because sometimes I feel bad and I'm like, oh, why did I do that? And then I hear stuff like that. I'm like, that's why I did that. It depends how negative the guy is. But um, one thing I just wanted to give you a heads up on, it's not even the question or anything like that, but uh, I don't think you've been around. I think you might have mentioned if you've been around Green Bay. Uh, I guess that's the last family night you guys were at. Uh, but things are really sprouting, uh, especially right around the Lambeau area there. Yeah. There's so many hotels going up. You can constantly, I think I saw a tweet from you that mentioned that, you know, obviously they have a plan going forward. It's really happening. You can see it across. But if you look at, today was day two of OTAs, and if you look at the throws that Jordan Lowe was making, you can see right behind the field there, a hotel is popping right up. So nice. they're going across the area. There's a ton of them popping up. Um, there's one, geez, that's going to be sprouting right around the uh, um, 
I think it's the exact spot where Bret Hart's Steakhouse was. It was torn down, okay. and now it's going to be a luxury hotel over there. And wow. I'm getting excited because there's going to be a rooftop bar on top of it that you can look right out over the practice field right there. And uh, it's going to be a really, really cool area. So uh, don't appreciate the slander coming from uh, all these people that are thinking that Green Bay is some you know one stoplight town or, or some you know podunk area like that. Uh, any even if it wasn't, it's not like that's you know the end of the world. This is such a storied area. You'd think people would be more excited about the draft being here. So, uh, not anything to say in terms of question or anything, but just a, a heads up that things are things are happening here in town. Thanks, go Petco. Yeah, and I think that's cool. And and you know there is some charm to it. You know Clayton was kind of talking about it, and it was cool because on one hand you are starting to see more like fancy stuff pop up. You know I saw the 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 pictures Clayton was putting up, like the the hotels and the the restaurants and stuff, they're pretty high-end places. But at the same time, you still have your dive bars and all this other, because it's still Green Bay, Wisconsin, you know? And it's it, it provides a really cool experience because you can go there as any type of person. You know, if you, if you want, and that's the thing, like, I might change up what kind of person I want to be. Maybe someday I want to go there and like drop a bunch of money. Me and the family will go to like that fancy hotel you were talking about and check out a fancy restaurant and kind of do it up on the town. And then other times you might just go up with uh, Blaine and hit up Buffalo Wild Wings and you know <laughs> whatever. But but you do have all that. And I I love that they're they're building out up there. I think that's super cool. And I I can't wait to see what kind of things happen. You know, putting up hotels I think is fantastic. And then just the amount of restaurants and everything else. I'm 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 happy for the area for sure because it 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 has to be one of the most rare cities in America because it is kind of still a small town. I mean it, it's not you know like you said it's not a one stoplight town. It's it's relatively sizable, but it's still kind of a small town in terms of the actual population. But it's got some like big city elements to it that other towns of that size will never have. And the reason is because of Lambeau Field, because these other places can actually make money, whereas in other cities they wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't see this many hotels, and certainly not the, that caliber of hotels. So it's such a cool thing because Green Bay is actually a, a I don't know, it, it, it's it's just it's such a unique city. I mean, even aside from the 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 history of it and all that stuff that goes with it, it's super unique in that it really is a blend of small town and big city. And I think that's pretty awesome. Hey, Ryan. It's uh, David. Uh, hey. You might remember me. I was the guy who called in uh, last time, and I kind of thought it like a robot. Um, so right now I'm... Yeah, I have you as David Robot Voice in uh, in my phone book here, so I will always remember that call. ...on my porch, hopefully. Um, everyone here is me better this time, but... Um, I just wanted to call in because I was scrolling through YouTube after work today, and I saw Aaron Rodgers' first interview of OTAs with the Jets. And let me tell you, he, not only does he look like a new guy with his uh, new-slash-old haircut, but he definitely sounds like one, too. Uh, he's, like, laughing and, you know, shooting jokes and going into way more detail and reporters asking questions. And, you know, my first thought was, like, you know, good for him. He's happy. You know, I'm happy. Aaron deserves that. You know, gave us such great years. And then I, you know, kind of sat back and I was like, man, I'm a little jealous, you know, kind of like, um, kind of like seeing your ex-girlfriend with right. someone else and laughing and having a good time. And you're like, well, why didn't you, why didn't you ever look that happy with us? But, um, anyways, I do have a question to ask you. Um, let me, uh, pretext this by saying, um, 
us as Packer fans are truly spoiled. You know, we usually always have competent leadership, whether that's our CEO or our head coach or our GM, and, you know, we always, you I should say, usually gather a competitive team at the very least, and especially with the Aaron era, we've been uh, blessed with great quarterback play. Um, probably the second most spoiled fan base in the last 10 years that's behind the Patriots. But I wanted to comment that on the Aaron Rodgers era, is it a failure? Not a complete failure, obviously. We had great seasons, and our Packers gave us so much joy and everything, but we never got back to the Super Bowl, you know, even though I know we had the teams to do it. We had the, we had the personnel, but I don't know. I guess I'd like to kind of compare it to, like, the 90s Bills, you know? Like, they went to, like, four straight Super Bowls, but never never could actually win one. You know, obviously those seasons are failures, and those teams are great, but um, they, uh, they just never were able to win the big game, and that's kind of how I felt about the Packers at the NFC Championship games, but, you know, maybe there's more out there when Aaron retires and we look back in his era, maybe uh, we do kind of look at it in a little bit more of a negative light, kind of like everyone does with those bills, but, you know, maybe that's a bad idea, maybe that's a bad take, Um, I don't know, I know your thoughts, I'll see you later. Yeah, it's possible, and as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I think the way that we view it in the future depends on how we frame it today, you know? I think if we we're, we're sort of writing history in a way, if the narrative today is that this has been a failure, and a lot of people are trying and they're pushing really, really hard to make it seem like a failure, I think it's possible that in you know thirty years we look back and you hear Packer fans and and people who are maybe a little bit too young, but think back on that as as being a a really wasted era and a travesty you know we had 30 years of quarterback play and only two Super Bowls and it was this big wasted horrible period for the Green Bay Packers and obviously that's entirely untrue this has been an unbelievable awesome period for us and um something that should be looked back on fondly you know obviously it's it's unfortunate we didn't get another Super Bowl or two out of it which is really all you should expect with with Rodgers and in in, uh, in Favre, honestly, you know, four Super Bowls is is a lot in thirty years. So, um, you know, I mean, that's probably part of the reason why I want to push back so hard on on that notion and really don't like it. Is I I don't want that to be the narrative. Anyways, uh, why don't we take a break here? We'll come back on the other side and see what Jersey Mike's up to. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. 
So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, Ryan. uh, This is Jesse Mike. Uh, This is is kind of relevant-ish to the grand scheme of things, but um, is there a quad competition going on in Green Bay? Um, the only reason I ask is, I mean, we got the quad father, right? But uh, has anybody looked at Christian Watson lately? <laughs> no. Just, just take a moment. I'm, 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 that's why I paused. Just, just go look. Um, did, did, did Christian Watson go down to what? He was training in Florida. Did he go down to Florida and just decide that he was going to start squatting like mad? Um, I, I, I don't remember Christian Watson's quads being that big. Uh, maybe it's just me because I started going to the gym a lot recently and. You know, I'm I'm noticing things like that, but uh, there might there might be a competition going on in Green Bay where guys are like, let's let's see who get you know the, the biggest gains on quads. I mean, AJ Dillon is obviously uh, you know the winner because yeah. ain't nobody's quads as big as his. But like, are we having a runner-up competition? Are uh, are some of the Packers players going to start bodybuilding and uh, you know we're going to see them in competitions? Sorry, that noise was me. Uh clicking out a video in OTAs, and I, I kind of got a glimpse of it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I mean, that would be freaking awesome. Um, it's just it's just nice. It's nice to see that, you know, some of these football players that look like they're gym rats. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, go back. Go. So, I again, I see what you're saying. Um, I the, the question, though, is, is this different than it was last year? It's possible this is how he looked last year because I was. You can see as if you just type in Christian Watson on Twitter, um, you can see the the game tape and he's got the the normal pants that like go down below your knees and everything. And then in OTAs, he's got those like half shorts that go down halfway down your thighs, and so you can kind of see him a little bit. Um, feels so weird that we're having a conversation about another dude's legs, but I'll just say I I get what you're saying. I would just need to see a video of him last year. Although he didn't do much in the offseason, so I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's uh it's a thing. I guess we'll leave it at that. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that. Hey Ryan, just calling in with some thoughts. And uh you might want to just 
hover your hand over the sensor button. Um, and I can't even see him coming now because it just says transcription not available. Why you gotta make me work, dude? It's late. I want to go to bed, Nate. Just in case for this Come on, uh, the first man. part about the NFL draft. I'm so fucking excited that it's coming to Green Bay. Like unbelievable. But I'm sick to death already of these media people just immediately being, oh, small town, small town. I don't like small town. That's that's exactly how they sound to me. Like. <laughs> Like you were making great points in the in the in your pod today um, about how like having open area is almost better because you can you can put things there you can put stages there you can put these events and um, you know they always have like the you know forty yard dash simulator or things like that like that's perfect for Green Bay Wisconsin are you kidding me all those different kinds of football events that they want to do it is wild to me and also I mentioned this on Twitter I guarantee you that there are small-town restaurants in Green Bay that will kick the absolute out of most of those four-star restaurants, five-star restaurants that all these media people seem to think that we that we need. Like, are you kidding me? I've I've had food in Green Bay before. I went to the stadium and I and I've gotten like went to their like nicer restaurants in there and gotten burgers. Oh my god, they're so fucking good. Okay, so just the media, all of them. It's going to be a great event, and also. For everybody else, all the other fan bases that are going to be coming to Green Bay, Wisconsin, you could be going to a city that has just the meanest fan base. You could, like, remember, I think the Eagles hosted not too long ago. Eagles fan base sucks. They are mean. They are mean-spirited, rude-fucking people, little garbage humans over from the East Coast. And you know, they still had it over there. You're going to come to Green Bay, Wisconsin, and everybody's going to be so inviting. Yep. So inviting to you. They're going to give you drinks for free. You're going to go around and have some of the best food you've ever had in your life. You're going to get to experience a whole culture you didn't even know existed in Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's going to be f***ing fantastic. So media people just need to shut the f*** up, um, especially some of the Chicago media people, because you know they're just going to be throwing haymakers because this is, this is their opportunity to shit on Green Bay. Um, well, I mean, that's their biggest thing anyways. How dare anybody respect that town? We're, we're a big city and they're a small town. We should be loved and they should be hated. I mean, it's it's such a stupid... They, they feel some sense of pride because they live in a city. Like, first of all, any freaking moron can move to Chicago and live there. You, you didn't earn some... And, and you were born there, most of you. So what did you earn? Nothing. Nothing. You want to earn something, actually go out and accomplish something. How about the Bears actually win some football games? You don't get points just because your city's big and full of crime. Congratulations. The other thing that I wanted to mention is uh, just I, I see Jonathan Owens uh, giving a bunch of um, like interviews and everything, and I know like everybody just says, "Oh, we got Simone Biles' husband," and like that was me at first. But the more that I hear this guy talk, the more I'm just like, he's really buying in. He's really buying into the Green Bay culture, and I I'm here for it, man. I, I'm totally. Totally 100% here for it. Just to hear how much he are. Part two. I talked too long. Um, but yeah, Jonathan Owens, I'm just, I'm really happy to hear that he, that he's totally bought into Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, dude seems like a great guy. Uh, having Simone Biles here is cool also, I guess. Um, you know, that's good, uh, for, for PR work and everything. But Jonathan Owens, I think that 
he could really have a chance to uh, to explode here. Think about how many other guys we brought in who were nobodies, who, uh, you know, Razul Douglas coming off the practice squad, Devondre Campbell, a no-name. Um, you know, we bring in these guys, and they explode in Green Bay because they're given opportunities to do what they do best and what their strengths are. So maybe he just hasn't gotten the right opportunity yet. Who knows? But the way that this guy's been talking about our team, I think that he he just has a great opportunity to be here in Green Bay. Um, and then before I go, I just want to say uh, the media one more time, and uh, I'm definitely going to be going to the draft in 2025. Okay, Cole. Ew. Hey, y'all. This is Dakota, that nerd in hey. Tennessee, uh, calling about a few things. Um, one is uh, apparently there's a thing that I, I guess I missed the whole – like where this caught on, but like the coolest concert you ever been to. And I know mine's going to be way on the back end because I haven't gone to many concerts. Uh, I mean, the first one I ever went to was a, uh, uh, oh dear Lord, what's his name? Good guitarist. He's a country singer. Sings Chicken Chick, Kentucky Jelly. Um, uh, well, plays Chicken Chick. Yeah. Anyway, I don't remember his name. That's the first one I ever went to. Uh, Brad Paisley, there we go. Okay. And, uh, no, the coolest one I ever went to, I have to say, was, uh, was Train. Um, you know, I'm not, a, you know, the biggest, like, heavy rock, or, I don't know, if there's a mosh pit, I generally don't go to it. <laughs> but I did go to, uh, what's, well, there's not a mosh pit at Train, but I went to, went to a Train concert. I love Train. I'm one of them. And, uh, this was shortly after Prince had passed away, and they did a whole tribute to Prince, sang Purple Rain, uh, did this cool light show. I just enjoyed it. It was pretty cool. Nothing nothing compared to that Foo Fighters story. Dear Lord, that was awesome. But uh, anyway. Uh, other thing, movies. So I keep hearing everybody talking about Fast and Furious is so stupid, and you mentioned that Transformers is so stupid. You won't watch it. And see, that's the thing. When I watch movies... I want them to not be fully based in reality, right? I like comedies. I like I like happy movies for the most part. But I love action as well. I mean, you know me also. I don't do scary movies, so no. But I love action. I love love comedy. I love it's just anything that is just stupid, crazy, right? So Transformers, they're okay. They're, the story's not that good. Um, I mean, I just finished watching all the Mission Impossibles. I mean, those are stupid. But, you know, it's cool. I live in the real world. Why would I want to watch the real world? Uh, and I don't know how much time I got. Okay. I ain't got that much time. So, I know I put this out on Twitter, but for some reason, I'm just really excited to see, um, the, the O-line kind of develop. Right? It's the first year we haven't gotten new folks, so we won't have... You know, new folks and their potential pushing out people who they, who we know what they already will be, right? So, um, you know, people are closer to reaching their potential now, theoretically, than they were last year. Uh, you know, I can't wait to see all these people. I'm running out of time, though. So I guess I won't say bye for the phone does, because that's what I'm going to do. Peace out. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I get what you're saying about the movie thing, first of all, but um, it it just it detracts. It it's it's sort of a 
it puts you on another tier now. If we're not dealing in reality, then then what are we dealing with? What is this? I mean, it it's sort of like somebody saying, hey, check out this really cool trick somebody did on a skateboard. And then you find out that it's fake. Suddenly it's not cool anymore because nothing happened. You know what I mean? So I understand that movies are pretend. But the point is you're supposed to bring me in and, and make me forget that it's pretend. This is one thing I don't like about movies with like really bad acting is you're you're never really fully immersed in it because the acting sucks so much and you're constantly looking at it like dude you suck at acting really good acting married with really good writing can suck you in and i get sucked right back out if you have really good acting and really good writing and then something happens like well that does couldn't even happen so it's not cool to me you know like dude that was awesome no it was fake and it it it, it feels it's it's twofold it, it number one feels like a lack of creativity anybody can come up with just Blowing stuff up. Now, John Wick, shoot him in the head, shoot him in the head, shoot him in the head, shoot him in the head. Like, okay. I mean, and, and that's not even the worst part. Again, it's, it's the fact that the guy's not even good. He's lucky, which is just annoying to me. He's not good at anything. He's just the luckiest human being on earth. And that the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, you're not even good at this. Like, if anybody walks in during that 10 minute fight scene, there's, there's apparently 10 guys in the house. You spend five minutes fighting that guy. And as soon as you put a bullet in that guy's head, that's when the next guy comes in. Like, come on, man. You know what I mean? And it's like, how could this... It's not... It can't be that hard. As you're writing it, realize these things. Like, he's not good, he's lucky. So how can we change that? You know, let's say the guy does come in in the middle of the fight. What are we going to do? How, how do we highlight how unbelievably skillful he is? Bring it to the edge of being impossible, but not technically impossible. And it could be as simple as catching somebody coming in out of the corner of your eye grab the guy, pull him in front of you, he takes a couple bullets, you raise his gun with his hand and shoot the other guy. I'm sure it's been done. I don't care. That's the difference between something real and something just silly. It reminds me of those like martial arts demonstrations where there's supposedly like five guys going after the grandmaster. And you can tell like really four guys aren't doing it. The, the one guy's going after him and then he falls and everyone, they're like pretending, oh, we can't get to him. Yes, you can. If you all actually ran at him, you could bring him down and beat the living crap out of this guy. You're not fooling me. I want you to fool me. I understand it's fake, right? I get it. It's, it's the point of an action movie, right? The action movie, even realistic ones are things that don't happen in my real life. I don't want you to shoot my real life either because it's kind of boring. Action movies go beyond that. But that doesn't mean you make it unrealistic. It's like a magic trick. If I can't figure it out, it's a really good magic trick. I want to watch it and think, dude, what if there is somebody out there that could do that? I bet there is. I want that to be going on in the back of my head as I'm watching some fight scene or something. Like, is there a dude that's like so hardcore he could do all this stuff? Probably not, but I wonder. Most of the movies I watch, I know nobody can do it because it's stupid. And it's when they seemingly don't even want to try and are just being so lazy that they're not even going to you know, make any effort whatsoever. That's what annoys me. Same with all these movies that come out that it's like part seven, part 10, part 15. It's like, you know, I I just wish somebody cared about putting even the slightest shred of effort into their work. You know, I mean, like what are some, Top Gun is a good action movie. You don't watch Top Gun and think that's so stupid. I mean, maybe there is like a thing, but I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I don't, I wouldn't know. As far as I know, dude, this is 100% real. I mean, aside from the part where it's a movie, but I mean, like this, for all I know, it's a true story. I don't know. And again, you get a little more leeway if it's like a superhero movie because that's the point of it, right? In this 
scenario that this is a different world and they're super like okay fine but don't say no this is earth with normal human beings with normal capabilities and he's just like this really talented person that somehow like no 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 sorry no anyways yes very excited about the offensive line uh developing and see how that shakes out i think it'll be less exciting than we are hoping because i think it's gonna end up shaking out kind of how we all expect it to with you know obviously there's really like one competition but um who knows maybe there'll be some shakeups and some people taking some steps and whatnot but um that's the hope i mean that's that's the benefit of just throwing so much at that position is that you're hopeful that you know eventually you end up with a really great core of highly developed individuals hey uh this is dakota that nerd in tennessee again i'm calling to try to speak more on the movies. I tried to put too much in that last call, and that's not happening. Uh did not get across what I wanted to get across. All right. So, I do like these action movies, uh, like Mission Impossible, right? They got more and more stupid. I love it. I absolutely love the Marvel movies. I've been paying attention to them since they really started coming out. Um, I have watched them... As they came out, you know, I've, I've kept abreast of the situation, um, and I am a big Marvel fan. And I look at it this way, all right? If I watch something like a movie, I can get into it. You got to call my name four or five times, smack me in the shoulder. You got to do something to get my attention, to pull me out yeah. of that movie. Right. And I prefer to watch movies that are not based in my reality because I live in my reality, right? So I, I am law enforcement. And when I have to enforce the law, I, let's see, how do I say this? Uh, so I specialize in de-escalation, right? So bringing people from, you know, being almost out of their minds back down to, reality and i do so very well because i'm a very logical person i am what's called a uh, cit officer crisis intervention team officer so i'm able to work with folks that are mental health consumers i'm able to work with folks that are not mental health consumers but either way i'm great at de-escalation but that's because i'm good at making people realize you right now are not thinking within our own reality you have to come down to reality. This is where we are. This is where you are. Everything's going to be okay, right? When I watch a movie, screw reality. <laughs> I want a different type of logic. I want to watch something where somebody else is doing all the stuff and all the action, and they have all the responsibility, and I get to sit there and enjoy it. And just seeing how ridiculous some of these things can be, uh, some of these storylines and how things are I guess completed, you know, how, how people reach their goals in these movies is just, hey, it's entertaining. That's all I want out of it. But uh, anyway, y'all have a nice one. Peace out. Yeah, I guess that's just a different, uh, different desire in movies, you know. I mean, again, a realistic action movie is still not going to be anything like what your normal life looks like. All I mean by realistic is that it's it's somewhere in the realm of possibility. Let, let's forget about the superhero stuff. That's a separate thing. Fighting, shooting, martial arts, war. There's probably some embellishment, some things that are probably not necessarily humanly possible. 
but there has to be some level of of like dude that guy's so like i wonder if that could be a thing not like i don't even need to ask the question so i just i don't in marvel i don't i don't mind marvel it's it's okay it's not my favorite thing in the world starting to realize like i think i just don't like action very much or something i don't know i do like war movies but those are based on real life events so realistic so i guess that checks out but yeah marvel's okay not my favorite thing in the world but there there's some decent movies in there and again there is some realm of you know at least explain it to me how we got from a to b you know what i mean like yeah spider-man got bit by this like radioactive spider or something like oh okay crazy like i I don't know enough about science to completely well technically that could never i dude i don't know maybe dude can climb walls now or something that's crazy like just at least bridge the gap there for me acknowledge the stupidity of it and say yeah but here's how it happened that's the cool thing about marvel you know and and iron man he's this multi-gajillionaire that uh he built all this stuff and batman same thing yeah he's just super rich so he just paid for all this now again some of it annoys me like the whole getting punched in the face with enough force to collapse a freaking skyscraper and being okay with that because you know it's a metal suit or something stupid like that's not how that works but aside from that like i can let a couple of those little things fly by and it it checks out you know captain america like it was this big experiment like and they give the full backstory like uh, how the experiment came to be and you know they don't have to give many many details because it doesn't matter you know like the the exact science of it like no they they're there's a government research and they found this new thing and they're going to experiment on this dude and now he's superhuman like okay cool fair enough give me just give me something action movies though a lot of them to me are like if captain america was the movie but they didn't even try to pretend that it's not just a normal human being. You know, like, no, dude, this is just a crazy dude, man. Like, he's so strong, he just, like, throws people and can do all this crazy stuff. Like, no, that doesn't do it for me. That, to me, is is the action movies I can't get behind. Basically, Marvel with no backstory. No, Spider-Man wasn't bit by a spider. He's just a dude that climbs walls and shoots uh, spiders from, uh, from webs from his hands, palms, whatever, wrists. Pretty crazy, right? Super crazy story. So I get it. I don't want to watch my life either. I want to watch something more exciting than that. But let's let's at least put a, a, a shred of effort into these movies, not just the CGI department. I know they're doing a lot of work, but it literally just feels like six-year-olds are writing these. It's like my eight-year-old son is writing an action movie, and this is what he came up with. Then that turns into a missile, and that shoots out, and it blows up the world. Wow, that's uh, cool. I'll hang it up on the fridge. Good job, buddy. Anyways, that's my, it's my, I, I, I wish I could like it. It'd be cool. I mean, especially since they make 7 billion of them, you know? They're on, I just saw they're on John Wick 4. I didn't realize, I only saw the first one. I knew there was a second one. I didn't know there was a 3 or a 4. But it's like, they're going to make 700 of those. So it's like, if I actually like these movies, I could be watching John Wick and Fast and Furious. And, I, and then they come out with a new release and it's like, yeah! never stop i love you so much but instead i just get annoyed by it like who's watching this but anyways i'm gonna leave it at that i gotta get going you have a good night i will talk to you tomorrow bye-bye